Welcome once again to Marvel Cinematic University, where we cover all the Marvel Cinematic Universe films as we lead our way to Avengers Infinity War. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Jake Christie. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well, you know, uh, ready to talk about uh, this movie. Yeah, yeah, we, we're all ready. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and of course, Anthony Canton Third. How are you, Anthony? Good, good evening, Jerome. Good evening to the panel. This is going to be very interesting. This is very interesting. And uh, as we've been doing in phase two so far, we actually weren't even planning on doing it for this movie because we didn't really want to subject anyone to it. But we got ourselves a guest. <laughs> he originally yeah. agreed uh, to join us for um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. But, uh, you know, behind the scenes, we are going to be doing a little back to back recording of our own. And uh, he agreed to do this over also. And uh, really living up to his name as a hashtag solid dude. Solid dude. Welcome to the show. Sean Rosales. Sean, how are you today? Uh, doing well, sir. Excellent role of the R's. It's a pleasure to be alongside you, Jerome, Anthony, and Zeke. <laughs> welcome, so it's going to be fun. Let's, it's let's, going to be fun. That's, yeah, that's what we're hoping for. Um, so uh, in all the lights that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, we are now traveling to a dark, dark world. We are wa- covering Thor Dark World, the sequel. Um, it's a movie. That happened in this universe. Uh, I, I, let's start. Let's start off with thoughts. Uh, <laughs> Sean, um, as our esteemed guest, uh, why don't you start us off? What did you think of Thor: Dark World? I enjoyed the movie for the humor and obviously the action. The movie, in its rankings, I'll get to that later, uh, is very close to the bottom for a reason because it felt. Like it was a movie that needed to be made just to mm-hmm. have some certain storylines in it, like the introduction of the ether and the reality stone. That's the, you know, that's I believe the second infinity stone to be shown in the timeline of the MCU incorrect. universe. It's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I said incorrect MCU, actually, but that's not here or there. Oh, incorrect. I believe oh, okay. it's the third. A- yeah. Anthony, third. I, I thought Anthony would cut you off. Anthony, what's the second it's one? A, it's a, th- well, I was going to wait for him to finish oh. the point and then I was going to get into it, but that's the third <laughs> stone. We previously saw the Tesseract and we previously saw the, uh, uh, mind stone, um, both, uh, Avengers and the original Captain America. Continue. Sean. Tes- t- Tesseract is the space ah. stone, right? Yes, that is the space. Okay. stone. Yeah. All right. Well, Sean, please continue. So it, it's another infinity stone, uh, that is introduced to the universe, the, the Marvel universe. And then mm-hmm. it, it, in my mind, it sets forward what's going to happen when Thor eventually dies. Uh, so who will be the, spoiler, who will be, spoiler alert. Yeah. So, <laughs> and well, if they're going much like a lot of, um, comic book adapted movies, how closely will the MCU storylines, uh, follow the Marvel uh, comic storylines and mm-hmm. if the Marvel comic storyline followed eventually Thor will die much like Captain America, Iron Man Hulk, all that stuff and mm-hmm. this uh, has this movie introduces in my mind two characters that could possibly be, be, be Thor Jane Foster um, and uh, Sif so those are two people that are in, in my mind I, obviously I don't know you know, so you're saying he plants the seeds. Of I also can eliminate one of them. Yeah. I can eliminate one because there okay. is. I would. I would honestly more think that tomorrow I wake up with wings on my back with the ability to fly than Natalie Portman will ever agree to do another Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good. Point. That's good. That's that's a fair point. It's, it's yeah. It's it, it. It was a lot of lead up. It was kind of like a two hour long teaser trailer, and you could have skipped out on like an hour fifty of it. And just seen the ten minutes of good stuff, and then you would have, you would have been fine. I yeah, um, <laughs> couldn't say uh, couldn't say any better. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll head to Jake. Jake, what did you think of the movie? It's just it's just so bland, and like it really does feel like it's going through the motions. And I looked up the director. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor. Actually. I did. For, I did remember it off the top of my head. Uh, that this was the first feature film he ever directed. Good for him. Big budget. Yada yada. But before that, he directed a lot of television. And I feel like this does feel like 
a television episode that is like well, you know those. He was well known at the time for uh, Game of Thrones. Exactly. So I think that was it kind of feels the hype like around it. You know, it feels like one of those episodes that's right before the climactic episode. Like it's like oh, all mm-hmm. this cool stuff's happening, and like I don't know. I think a problem that I had with it, and I was trying because I was trying to put my finger on why I remember it being so bland and. And for the most of it, I was like, this isn't as bland as I remember. But I honestly think so much of the problem with the movie is just how terrible all of the stuff in the climax on the Dark World looks. It all is so dark. Obviously, yes, it's a Dark World. And devoid of color. (laughs) And, like, the villains, like, the places they are, they're so... It's just... It reminds me a lot of why the uh, climax of Batman vs. Superman was so terrible. It's like, oh, you're mm-hmm. just fighting on a bunch of bland rock in the dark, and the only colors right. are brown and black. Also, it doesn't help that in most of the scenes that are clearly on green screen, the characters don't actually feel like they're in the world. And um, these aren't just technical yeah. problems, because I honestly don't really care that much about the way they... As long as I can suspend my disbelief, it's fine. But it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel tangible at all. If Especially because, like, the idea of this dark world, like, what is the dark world? Are there people there? Yada, yada, yada. It just feels so... Nothing in the uh, movie feels lived in at all. And so I think that's why it feels like it's just going through the motions. Almost like a way that, like, at its... When it's not good, Game of Thrones has the ability to feel empty. That, like... Uh And it's not just... It's a a thing that fantasy things fall in a trap to a lot when they don't set up their worlds fully. And it's just like, oh just some people fighting in a field over god knows what uh replace field with like a digitally edited icelandic volcano and there you go those are my thoughts <laughs> all right um anthony your thoughts well this movie was largely forgettable and okay. yeah i think I it was yeah i think to jake's point from just a bland standpoint and save the infinity stone stuff which I'll get into why they kind of screwed that aspect of the movie up as well. But, you know, overall, it just it just didn't do it for me. And mm-hmm. in the sense, like, again, you get you, you you get some of the obvious like Loki stuff, which is, you know, I, I always enjoy Tom Hiddleston as Loki. I don't mind him at all. But it's just a little like, bit of fatigue, I would say, with him. Yeah, it, it, sta- it started mm-hmm. right here. That's, yeah. yeah. It's very fair. It started at this moment that we started to get a little bit of that. And even the end scene kind of had a little bit of that whole situation as well. So it's just very bland. Um, And just the idea of we need to have this movie to get us to the next one. That's how I felt watching that movie. It just felt like I was stuck in the mud trying to get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, well... From my uh, point of view, now, I knew well in advance I was going to be hosting this episode. And to be perfectly honest, this was the first moment where I thought to myself, could I pull off hosting this by just reading the Wikipedia summary and remind myself of all the things that happened? Like, could I have fooled you guys into doing all of that? Um, I didn't. I watched it. Uh, At the same time, though... I did not do my due diligence. Uh, I know... I Are there subtitles that are supposed to appear that in this where Malekith is talking to all yes. his people? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, when, right. As someone, who, as someone who illegally yeah. streams movies a lot, uh, a lot of times they don't come with subtitles, but depending Same. on the streamer, yes. you can look at that... Uh, at least the streamers I tend to use, you can add subtitles mm-hmm. you get from the internet. Uh, so I yes. did that. Although they were several seconds off, so it was a little confusing. That's whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, same boat that you're in. Um, I knew very well that I would be able to pull the uh, subtitles in. But once he started talking and I was watching, I just thought, that's fine. I'm sure it's not that He important. actually doesn't say anything that important. <laughs> he really doesn't. That's cool. It's whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. And um, but anyway, uh, about the movie, uh, to echoing everyone's point, it, it really feels like Marvel execs said, well... It's phase two. We need to have another Thor film. Exactly, so we're going to do exactly, one. Exactly. And, and you know what? We'll find out soon enough with Ragnarok that you can make a pretty awesome Thor film. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think the part about this, and it was something that I think we also had gripes with when it came to the first Thor. 
who was looking to figure out more about Asgard? Who was really looking into saying, like, that part? I needed more of that. I want a whole movie about Asgard and all the characters in Asgard. Mm. I, I just I think didn't a, care. I think a big missed opportunity they had, and I didn't think about it until I rewatched it, was that, mm-hmm. we t- as we talked about the Thor pod, something that was so good about the Thor, that, about the original Thor, was how the fish out of water, both comedy and yes. drama played. The, yes. They play so little on Jane uh-huh. being in Asgard, and it's like, that's like the most interesting thing that happens interpersonally in the movie. Like, right. there's no... Like, well, as we talked about in the Black Panther pod, Everett Ross exists so you can see Wakanda through the eyes of a newcomer so everything can be explained, right? right? Yeah. Where right. the hell is that exposition dialogue when Jane's there? Like, you I, know what's worse than that? They gave off, her all out. the canned, I'm going to meet your parents stuff. Yeah. It, it's just Ugh. like, oh, this is your father. This is your mother. And then Ooh. it just, it's not great. That's I mean, a, that's a great point. It's not a surprise yeah. that anytime Thor shows up on Earth, suddenly the movie starts to seem a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the short bits when he uh, comes and picks her up and he has even the interaction with Darcy, oh, I'm actually kind of finding this a little funny. And we'll talk about it later with favorite scenes. Uh, it would be no surprise that, for me, it only ever seems more interesting when he's back on Earth. Or, uh, again, in any kind of fish-out-of-water scenario. But uh, anyway... We can uh, we can put that away for now. We can move on to our next part. Uh, favorite non-superhero character. I will start this one with Anthony. Who was your favorite non-superhero character? Yeah, I'm still going to go with Loki just because he's still the most interesting character mm-hmm. of the whole of the whole Thor universe. Mm-hmm. And I, you're right, Jerome. I think you made a great point as far as starting to feel the fatigue of it. But mm-hmm. I, I did like, I did, did still just his quips, his all, all of just the stuff is just, just such a trickster. And the gotcha moment at the end of the of the film, it, even though you could kind of see it coming, right. um, if you if like if you look closely enough, um, in that in that scene where he you know allegedly died, but um, yeah. Uh, for me, it's it's just him because I just don't like you know the the blandness and stuff. And you could like Darcy and you could like uh, Doctor Selvig. They have interesting uh-huh. aspects to them. Uh-huh. I'm I was not a I'm I'm not a big fan of Natalie Portman in this particular role of Jane throughout both Thor films. Yeah. So it's not she was just okay like, in the first. It yeah. got bad. I felt by the second one. I, I have think some they takes on that. Kind of did a disservice to. to her. I'll go and I'll put yeah. my yeah. Uh, I'll put my big celeb fan hat on in a second to have some takes. But continue. All right, all right. Oh, no, no, okay. you, we'll put you next for uh, favorite non superheroes okay. if it uh, can relate to that point. Um, sure. Is that yeah. everything, Anthony? Or yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, and and this kind of like the fatigue of the idea. I I'm not a fan of Thor's uh, people like. Uh, Sif and what's that that other dude's my, name Volstag and yeah just note, not uh, on that when we were going to go into this was not in all capitals any of the Warriors three <laughs> definitely not any of them <laughs> yeah just not interested they're just yeah. not interesting they're just not interesting no. there's not any layers to their characters in any type of way so did you guys even notice that um in this one they changed the casting of Sword Guy I'm not gonna even. Yes. Yeah. I did only because yeah. uh, didn't they replace him with Zach Levi from Chuck? Yes. Yeah, that's why I know. Which I, I love that show. So that's like, oh, there he is. But he's not great in this. I'm sorry. Just it, there's um one. The I mean, two out of three. That. Two out of three of his like warrior gang have uh, led NBC primetime shows. So there's that. Um, and, uh, yeah. Okay. And also, final final thing. Mm-hmm. The the Thor in terms of the Warriors three, we really find out how useful they are in Thor Ragnarok. Do we? Yeah, okay. and I mean that as in being useless. <laughs> oh yes, oh, right, right. Okay, I see. I see what you did there. Thank you for that. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, Jake. Uh, All right. Up. Okay. So my favorite character, my own superhero character, is Darcy. She's really funny in it, and I think that her Darcy's bit in the funny. first yeah. in the first scene shouts to Chris O'Dowd. If he was in the movie more, he probably would be my uh, pick. Uh, his character. Such a shame, right? Yeah, he's really great. Such a... uh, yeah. Honestly, just his accent. Anything he says is funny to me. Like, because mm-hmm. he kind of you know he talks like how I imagine like uh, 
like a Irish setter, not an Irish setter, like what, like one of those dogs with the big ears would talk, like, oh, you know, it's okay, we could have, yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, but Natalie Portman in this movie, I don't know when exactly she did this, but I feel like once she decided that she was going to move to Paris with her fiancé who does ballet, she's like, okay, I'm <laughs> done being fun in anything I do. Fun, that's for other people. I live in Paris with my ballet fiancé. I'm out on that. I think that any I mean, that's what you loved about the first one, right? Yes. Because once you said an it's actress, so nice to see her yeah, have fun. play a person. Once an actress yes. moves to France with her fiancé or husband, which has happened more than once. It happened to Scarlett Johansson. She wasn't fun for a minute. She got divorced, then she did some comedies. Don't move to Paris with your boyfriend if you want to be a fun, relatable actress. End of rant. <laughs> okay. There right. you go. Uh, Sean, who is your favorite non-superhero character in Thor Dark World? Well, I'm gonna. I feel bad now saying mine after all the warrior hate. I just, I'm a big fan of Sif the character, but more from the comic book standpoint. And why, again, this is not directly tied into the movie. It's uh, Dark World itself, but she was not there in Ragnarok, so that will be a storyline that will be picked up because I think if, of the four, she is the most intriguing. She is the strongest. She is. It seems like um, they try um, to sell her as such in this too. Yeah, because. Yeah. They, I mean, Odin trying to basically drive Thor towards Sif as opposed to Jane. Um, yeah. So you can yeah. you can definitely feel that. She's the only one that seems of any importance out of those three. Yeah, so again, again, I do think there was a, a calculated decision to not include her in Thor Ragnarok and maybe pick okay. her storyline up in another, in another movie down the road, not necessarily a Thor. Who knows, but okay. um, I, I, I did enjoy her. I've that I'm just a J- Jamie Alexander fan. Yeah, um, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. no, no, so, that, that's totally. Fine. Wait, isn't she also I, from uh, Texas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> you're on the phone with you're on the yeah. phone with the, the the biggest celebrity expert uh, in the solid dude chat. So I I, I pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, us Texas folk have to stick up for each other, so. Uh, she she did a uh, a great job in her limited role, so I, mean, I enjoyed okay. her. Again, again, the other three warriors were just that. Yeah. Like, you had jovial fat one, you had the strong silent one, and you had the uh-huh. joking one that uh-huh. quip, you know, quips now and then, and he's got the little sword. And mm-hmm. it, it's like the tropes that you know that get pulled in in any kind of action movie where you have a team assembled. You have those you have those three generic characters that that round out a team. So. And Jamie uh, Alexander as Sif didn't really fall into that, like yeah. you said, Jerome. Mm-hmm, there, there's mm-hmm. a reason. There's a reason uh, Odin's pushing him towards Thor, or pushing mm-hmm. her towards Thor, trying to get mm-hmm. Thor away from this this Earthling. So um, again, I, I think it's more. I, I liked her for more of what it's going to mean going forward. Yeah, I just wish she'd had more to do than just be jealous of Jane towards the end. Yeah. I think that, I think that that's like, it's kind of shortchanging a strong female character to make her do that. I mean, I don't think it's yeah. that big of a deal, but that's something I noticed. I'm like, I don't... Like, there's like a long that's shot fair. where like, when he when she notices that he's like, thinking about Jane, like, yes. she like, looks at just like, mm-hmm. I don't forced. need that. Like, yeah. she's a... No. Yeah. I, or, because or she's, she's allowed uh, to like him without being like, jeal- a jealous, annoying nag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So the Dark Elves are attacking. They're crossing each other when Thor's, uh, when yes, Jane's with yes. Thor's mother, and they share a look, and you you can tell that she's not mad, but she's like, "What are you doing?" She gets side eye. Yeah, our world's under attack, and it's because of you. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. Um. Actually, that's a great point. Uh. Also, apart from the fact that Jane is really not given a lot to work with here, she's essentially the cause of all of the misfortune of everyone in this world. <laughs> you, you, you're she, she, I mean, just for what Thor sees in her, which, again, if we go back to our first um, Thor podcast, really, he learns everything about her in about a weekend. So he can't really know much about her, <laughs> to be fair. But, I mean, for as special as she is, he, he has he had, lacks all the awareness that, you know, she basically gets his mom killed. She gets all of Asgard attacked. She, yeah, it's just... <laughs> It's um, it's it's hard to see where the line is. All right, I think it's easy to see where the line is of how much is this is really worth. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah, and just uh, things that you mentioned about in terms of all the characters. Uh, I forgot to mention when I was talking about my thoughts on the film. On paper, this film seems like it should be a better one because there's more action. 
there's definitely more going on. Uh, one thing you could argue about the first Thor film is it does work slowly. Not too much is happening and nothing's too climactic, but they really go all out. But I don't know, it just doesn't seem that interesting. But anyway, um, just closing out the favorite non-superhero character uh, part, just because I don't really have a lot to say about it. Um, have it as my note here. Loki, I guess. Sure. <laughs> yep. Loki. Um, he's he's good. Uh, there is fatigue, um, but he still probably has the best moments. So, Loki. All right. Um, Loki, Loki. Loki, Loki. There we go. Loki, Loki, nice. I, he, he was anything but Loki. You could tell that execs like everyone loves that guy. Let's make him comment on every little thing that happens in this to make sure <laughs> it's as much Loki as possible. <laughs> um, it's it's actually more high key Loki for sure. Uh, okay, well, speaking about extraneous characters, uh, let's move on to our Stan Lee segment. Uh, how how intrusive is Stan Lee in Thor: The Dark World? Let's start with Anthony. Um, I would probably say like a four or five because at this point I didn't really need to see him. Um, <laughs> especially, I mean, I, I could see him, yes, being in a mental ward, but at the same time, I now think of him as, wait a minute, this dude is like 90 plus years old or 95. I think he is. Yeah. So, if it was a home, it would work. Right, right, yeah. right. I think yeah. a little bit better, but it, but I know obviously Selvig's in the mental ward and he's, uh, you know, he's uh-huh, kind of uh-huh. going crazy and whatever. But yeah, a, f- a five because it, it just I don't, I didn't need to see him particularly there. I just can't see him in that that uh, situation. And I know we always look at what kind of situation could we realistically see Stanley in, and I don't mm-hmm. think that was one of them for me. Okay, uh, Sean. Uh, well, I thought. Oh, so are we going before, one to five? Like, you know, doing like a one to five. I, I for mm-hmm. the scene itself, I liked it. But then again, now having watched all the Marvel movies and discovering that he is in fact a watcher, you're like, okay, why? And you think of that uh, storyline of okay, he's a watcher. What mm-hmm. is he watching? He's watching Selvig explain the convergence. Okay, how? What is? What is the importance of this to the watchers as a group? And then that's where I'm like, okay, this, then. You know, it was it was a funny scene, and the whole "give me back my shoe" or whatever he said. But I right, enjoyed right, right. it. It was very intrusive. I I could have easily seen dealt with him just being scared on the sidewalks of London when the spaceships invading. But yeah, like Anthony said, it was it, it felt forced uh, mm-hmm. because again, he's Stanley, he's Marvel, so we got to right. get him in somehow. And you know. Well, I, I, since it's your first time on, I actually didn't want to generally ask like, what? Where do you stand on Stanley uh, appearances? Are you okay with them? Would you rather just not see them anymore, or just know it's a necessity? Or... <laughs> like to me, it would it would be great if it wasn't every movie. Like, so, mm-hmm. so the one in uh, the end of uh, Civil War, when mm-hmm. he's the FedEx delivery driver, like that's funny, and then he mm-hmm. he feeds the line. Sure. Don Cheadle with you know Tony Tony Stank like that's funny but some mm-hmm. are just like 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 this one it so there could be value if used correctly is what yeah, you're saying yeah okay All yeah right. so, yeah like like uh, the Ant Man one I really enjoyed that one mm-hmm. major stupid fine like that's funny and huh. it's really short and it's compact and it, in that little rip of going to the person person it, it works mm-hmm. it's like okay, okay. Well, it, it it got late enough in the movie like well we're gonna see him. Sooner than later, when, when are we going to see him? And then, uh-huh. here, let me literally or figuratively shoehorn him into the scene. All right. Uh, Jake, how do you feel? Uh, I put it at, like, a three. Um, it doesn't really bother me that much. It's uh, it's in a scene that's already being played for comedy, so it's uh, mm-hmm. it, does, it doesn't take out too much. Uh, I would say when he shows up just at the start and he's sitting there, that would have been a two or three. I would have thought... Oh, this is perfect. And then he had a line, and I know he has to have a line, but once the line comes through, Ooh. then it's like, oh, then I'm pulling it up to a four or five because <laughs> now it's forced. Because I, I actually thought it would be a really clever thing where it really feels Easter eggy if he's saying it and he's just kind of sitting there like a mute. I thought that would be perfect. And I would have actually <laughs> applauded that because it'd be like, oh, there's Stan Lee. He's there, but he's just kind of not really doing anything, you know? Yeah. Or even if you have him just kind of doing something but like not obviously there well, like, maybe a sleep. What... like a sleep right. or something exactly yeah. exactly um but the second word it's like okay it's almost like he had someone say 
oh, okay, you're on, Stan. And then he said his line. And then, and then it came through, and then it suddenly jumped out for me. Anyway, uh, moving on from there, uh, we kind of started up with it already, but let's make it our specific topic right now. Yeah. Anything you found in terms of inconsistencies, gripes with the film? Uh, let's start with Jake on this one. Okay, a couple things. Um, sure. First off, and with the Dark Elves, I don't know why they bothered casting uh, Christopher Eccleston and Adewale Akinayabahe, who are both good actors, if they're right. like not going to say any right. lines. Christopher Eccleston, I kind of get, but Adewale Akinayabahe is a very good actor. Not that he's used well in Suicide Squad, but I don't know why they bother casting him if he's not going to say anything. Also, speaking of mm-hmm. Jamie Alexander, her I have my own notes. Jamie Alexander's accent, still AWOL. Uh, it feels... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, That's funny. I, I feel also like... Um, I don't know. I feel like Loki probably should have died at, for real at the end of it in terms of... Like, just for this movie, in, in a self-contained sense, in terms of mm-hmm. the impact of this movie alone um mm-hmm. it's it that would have been super dramatic like uh, uh, from a dramatic perspective the a, a great end to the loki story is he uh messes with people messes with people as bad as bad as bad gives his life protecting uh thor and someone he cares about right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i to give that up just i feel like that's obviously a problem a lot of you big universe movies have where it's like you have you can't have your cake and eat it too they wanted that emotional mm-hmm. payoff but like the fact that like 25 minutes later it's like oh never mind he's still a bad person uh kind of right. hurts and then my last gripe note is it's super small but like if you're gonna have a fight uh in like a spot in london I don't know why you pick like a random spot. Why is why is the convergence not in Trafalgar Square? Is really what I'm wondering. Or like on top of Buckingham yeah. Palace. Like I don't know why they. It's kind of just in like a generic waterfront area. You know what I mean? Which we would yeah. have to review that map scene, which I don't intend on doing, but I'm sure it's explained in what good detail. There. I guess, but like yeah. fudge yeah. it. But, like uh, yeah. I I want I because there's it's so it's such a plain area like why well, it doesn't it like i love the fact that the scene in manhattan takes place in front of the new york public library which obviously isn't like mm-hmm. the statue of liberty but it's a cool mm-hmm. like iconic area yeah this is just mm-hmm. could this literally could have been in any city uh so yeah those are my gripes. right okay okay uh sean what do you what are your thoughts well for inconsistencies or gripes i guess it's uh the infinity stones are these all powerful, singular, you know, ingots of power. And this one, mine. it didn't really show. It didn't really. I didn't show feel the threat of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And so, yep. like in in Guardians of the Galaxy, you see it. Uh, well, you see it in the display of the Collector. Right. But then you also feel that same, you know, effect when uh, he uses. Uh, I can't remember the character's name off the top of my head. Um, he uses to destroy the uh, the Nova Corps shield. I mean, uh-huh. you see the effect of the Infinity Seal. You see the effect of the Tesseract. You see the effect of the Mind Stone and so on and so, on, so, on, mm-hmm. so forth. But you don't see the ether in its... Like, it would have been nice if he would have gone to another world first, and then they would have just maybe done a quick cutaway of him destroying this other world and then moving his way to Earth. Something like that. It's almost it's like just, the uh, the plot device of have showing uh, Princess Leia them destroying Alderaan with the Death Star was a very good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, we, it's like... We needed the Alderaan moment, is what I think, what, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So right. we needed we needed to see the effects of what exactly the Aether will do going forward in the storyline, because anybody that follows these knows that these Infinity Stones are going to be collected by somebody, which yeah. gets to the very... the. In, in my opinion, one of the best uh, post-credit scenes with Collector, um, uh-huh. and but it, it was like, okay, I'm I'm scared. All right, keep me scared. I'm not scared anymore. Thor destroyed it. Oh, not Thor, Thor, Thor destroyed it. Thor, Thor killed the bad guy, and now it's just back to normal. I'm like, okay, then what was the whole point of them trying to steal it and trying to destroy Asgard? And yeah, just fell flat for me. Uh, Anthony. Yeah, you know what's weird about that, continuing to Sean's point? It's like, so usually 
most of the time with these in, infinity stones, they're encased in in something. And this one, once it's out there, um, shouldn't it be like, say, for instance, if uh, Thor retrieves it at the end, shouldn't that like cause some major like, uh, uh like I guess when it comes to comes to like I guess non aliens or stuff like that, or as we see uh, later with uh, Peter Quill, which is a which is a whole nother story. But mm-hmm. in terms of the actual power of the Infinity Stone, you would think that it would have like a major major effect on things. I know we see it in the case in the post credit scene, mm-hmm. but I-, I felt like there's there are a lot of inconsistencies, and I think this kind of goes along with um, other different. Uh, Marvel movies, uh, Mar- particularly MCU uh, movies, obviously, when it comes to the Infinity Stones and kind of like uh, not uh, either showcasing their their power or doing it inconsistently. To Sean's point, but mm-hmm. since he since he went off that, I'll go to another one, and which is funny because my favorite, uh, one of my uh, favorite scenes, and it's not my favorite scene anymore because of what I just uh, picked up on. Um, it's the it's the very last scene where we where we find out the reveal that uh, Odin is impersonate. I mean Loki is impersonating uh, Odin, mm-hmm. and so in the last scene, the beforehand Thor is having the conversation with Odin. I don't you know basically saying I'm not ready to be king. I don't want to be king. Uh-huh. Yada yada. Continuing on, and Odin recounts part of a private conversation that he had with Thor at the end of Thor, but. Odin, quote unquote, is actually being impersonated by Loki, who was not mm. present for that conversation. That's a good point. And could yeah, have yeah. not known what they talked about. So, right. from that standpoint, that was a bad one. If you want to go to with like a simple continuity one, uh, when uh, Malekith attacks the throne room, he detonates a grenade which destroys Odin's throne. However, when Odin and a host of soldiers enter the throne room seconds later, the throne seems to be still intact. So if you oh, want to get into okay. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to get into an actual like um weird plot issue, that would be one right there. And that those are my two particular ones. I do hate the, the Infinity Stone one bothers me just from the standpoint of uh, to Sean's point, like we did, and to your point, Jerome, that we did not feel the threat. We did not mm-hmm. feel like this was supposed to be some all-powerful gem that's supposed to control, obviously, all of reality. And we didn't really see that. And I, I felt like Thor should have really got his ass kicked way more in that, mm-hmm. uh, in that uh, final fight scene, mm-hmm. as opposed to what actually happened, which was really not a lot. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have a couple of things. Uh, first, I am very surprised that Asgard had lived in prosperity for as long as it did because they let all their prisoners just go into their cells with all their armor and bombs and they don't check for anything. And it allows for moments like that attack where a guy can just make himself explode and punch through things. You would think any prisoner usually would be removed of all their weapons. No, that doesn't happen. Um, weirdly, uh, when they... Arrive back to Earth for the first, uh, for the last time. Um, when they fly back, I think uh, the darkness—I don't know what it's called specifically—is out of Jane, but they're back on Earth. They go to Jane's broken-down car to drive back when they have a god that can fly. I'm not sure why they decided to do that or why that was necessary. I, it just seemed like a cheap joke, but mm-hmm. there was that. Um, and w- to the point of the Infinity Stone not being not seeming like as much of a threat. Um, I do agree with that. But what is going on right now is some Avengers-level shit. There's no... <laughs> why is no one following up? Thor has shown up three times in the last week, and S.H.I.E.L.D. has never shown up once. And, this is true. And yeah. the last time they had a giant ship just enter into a city, you had the whole team there. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is a consistent thing that happens definitely in Phase 2, where you start wondering why the Avengers don't come in. And I was willing to accept what happened with Iron Man 3, that, like, you know, fire-breathing lava people, one Iron Man can maybe take care of that. This one seemed a lot bigger. It's intergalactic. It's, I mean, the convergence, all the galaxies lined up, like, really, at no point, Tony Stark was just sitting there. Yeah, Nobody, right? And Loki's still, well, okay, I guess Loki's not back at this point, but, um... Yeah, how is that not a monumental big deal 
for at least one other hero to show up and be like, do you need some help? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that those are my general gripes with it. Um, I have under here Jane getting everyone killed, but I already mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, now that you, now that Anthony said that about Thor about uh, Thor getting to know Jane Foster, like think of like the worst relationship you've ever been, and it probably <laughs> was where you didn't know the person, and you're like, ah, oh, I like hanging out with this person, and uh-huh. <laughs> rarely did it lead to intergalactic destruction. I mean, I don't even care about the in- like you got my mom killed. <laughs> yeah, word. That's I that's mom that's, killed. I was gonna say. Breakup plans. Yeah. I was gonna say, oh wait, but Romeo and Juliet takes place over a few days, and I'm like, but yeah, also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, way to further the point, Jake. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, well, amidst all of this, we should try to be positive about the film. So that's where we're gonna go into our next parts. Let's start off. Um, I think there are some moments. What is your favorite line from the film? We'll start with Sean on this one. Uh, my favorite line is something that again is going to lead forward to other movies is a loki in the in the cell thor comes to meet him he says you must be truly desperate to come to me for help and this is a line that can be used in thor one or two or three and then going mm-hmm. forward into infinity war so uh, I, I like the line because it uh, it shows again the level of desperation of we got to get jane off world we got to get the ether out, which sets up the whole plan of how to draw it out of her and then on the dark world. And then that's kind of where the movie goes a little sideways and gets bad. But that, that, that was my that was my favorite line for that. OK. All right. Uh, Jake, favorite line? Um, just because it's actually a charming line. And I if anything in my life, if any, anyone who's ever listened to me talk about any movie knows I like any charm. Uh when Jane first meets up with Thor again, uh, the, there's the exchange of... You said you were coming back. I know, I know, but the Bifrost was destroyed. The Nine Realms erupted into chaos. Wars were raging. Marauders were pillaging. I had to put an end to the slaughter. And then one of the rare moments where Natalie Portman does well in this movie is just... As excuses go, it's not terrible. I think that that's a fun line. Uh, made me smile. Uh, yeah. That's one thing you have to credit the film. It does... Because that seems like a plot hole uh, when there's no interaction that whole time with Jane or no mention of it. I think in Avengers, they do say Jane is off somewhere safely. Yes, they do. So there's that. But um, they addressed it in a way that, especially for this film, which I don't feel really nails too much, um, it does uh, address that in a believable, charming way. So I definitely agree with your point. And am I next? Yes. All right, I guess you're next. Time. Yeah, I had uh, sorry, I had no, I had nothing more to say about that. Oh no, no, no please, please, please add on. Yes. No, I said I had nothing more to say on it. That's why I didn't say anything. Oh my, oh. of course, yes. Oh, okay, all right, Anthony. This truly is the dark world. Um, <laughs> um, is that so it? My, Are we on to the next? next? Is no, no. It? So my, it's so my uh, favorite. The only way I can defeat this evil is to be Superman for the quest for freedom. <laughs> so my my uh my favorite line actually is uh the exchange uh thor saying to loki if you betray me i will kill you then sif goes betray him and i'll kill you and then volstack <laughs> goes if you even think about betraying him you'll kill me evidently there will be a line <laughs> i just thought that was funny that <laughs> was, i like that one it was w- well played and i i enjoyed that line um, I, I don't think it's a specific line, but I know he's mentioned, uh, when Odin mentions, uh, my father Bor, I heard Bor, and I remember going, you're telling me, <laughs> but I don't know. Anthony, hit him with the loser game show tone. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> anyway, um, what actually could be a frustration of mine before saying this is an Avengers level thing. Captain America shows up in this film. Yes, that is Captain true. Captain America shows up in this film in probably my favorite line. Having uh, Chris Evans as Loki do the... I can feel the righteousness surging. Hey, you want to have a rousing discussion about truth, honor, patriotism? God bless America. 
that was I, that was great. If only because we all kind of know Chris Evans is before he became this straight laced Captain America, he was very good in um, having cool. comedic kind of sarcastic moments. So for him to be able to play that was really fun. Right. Um, and it did add a nice uh, bit of levity. Uh, honorable mention: um, I was not a big fan of the crazy Selvig plotline, uh, but. I did chuckle when they were heading out, and he said, "I'm gonna get my pants." <laughs> so there was that. Um, not a funny line, but like a funny scene was like Thor enters the apartment and he hangs up the oh, hammer. That's like, beautiful, right? And right. then that's, it, that's and it brings up the whole, you know, he will be, you know, if it goes up in the, the elevator, the elevator's is yeah, the elevator's not worthy. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, no, one hundred percent. That was great. Uh, moving on from there, uh, let's go to favorite scene because I, th- I think we got to have at least a favorite scene. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll start with Jake for this one. Uh, my favorite scene is actually what you just referenced with the hallway scene where they keep, he keeps switching people. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. I actually almost wish that I don't know if you guys know this, but Tom Hiddleston actually does a really, really good Chris Evans impression, and I almost wish they just like somehow had him do it. Um, Cause oh, a like bit, as the voice. Yeah, because yeah. there's a bit that I'm going to embed here where he talks about how uh, he's doing... Uh, I'm just going to say it so you laugh in response, but I'm going to embed an interview right here. <laughs> uh, where he's ta- doing an impression of him, and he's like, Dude, <laughs> how do you fucking do that, man? Like, that the, the bit between your bicep and your trunk. Like, what's that bump? Like, like man. I've been working out. I'm supposed to be Captain America, but you actually are Thor. Look at you. You are Thor. That's funny. That's good. That's good. So, yeah. But that hallway scene is a lot of fun, and it's it actually it like it uses the trickster stuff for comedy, which is I think something that's underused a lot. Yes, I totally agree with that. Um, Sean, what was your favorite scene in the film? Favorite scene for mine because uh, it. It's, it hits close home to anybody who has, who has uh, had loss in their life. And it's when mm-hmm. they, you, you see the guards mouthing to Loki, you know, the mother's dead. And he just, you know, sadly nods. And mm-hmm. then you see him clinch his fist and then everything goes like mm-hmm. haywire in his room. And you, the thing is, you don't hear any of it. You don't hear the crashing of the chair against the wall. You don't yeah, hear right. the clicking of the wood. You just, you see it. And again, anybody who has been through something like that, understands the the heartbreak of losing a mother losing a father losing a brother and sister mm. so seeing that and it, it being silent i thought it was like, very well done and it was very well shot and I, that was my favorite scene in the movie. Hmm. It, it furthers loki as the most compelling villain in the marvel cinematic universe yeah. that he has these levels yeah for sure um anthony what do you got yes sir um you know, originally, as I alluded to earlier, I was gonna go with uh, when uh, the the end with the gotcha moment by Loki uh, impersonating Odin. But I actually really liked the the opening battle on Vanaheim. That was actually I like I like the action in it. It was just it was nice, and you always want to see Thor in that ass kicking mode. And of course, he shows up and and he does it. You know, he does whatever he's got to do to. To, to win the battle and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, that for me, simply put, just from a complete action standpoint, because to me, there was just not like a lot of rich dialogue in this film for me to just like go into a, a favorite scene, but from an action mm-hmm. standpoint, and it was way better than the final battle, actually the first initial battle on Vanaheim. Um, yeah, actually, it's, I, I, I'm happy you brought that up because it did remind me when I saw the film and... At that point, at the end of the scene, I actually had the thought of this might be a good movie. Th- like this might be onto something because yeah, there just seemed start. an energy to it, right? But yes, then, yes, yes, I agree. Um, my favorite scene, uh, which really just adds to how I love Thor on Earth, is the subway scene where he goes, "How do I get to Greenwich?" And then he gets onto the subway, <laughs> and then um, the passenger who not accidentally bumps into him, <laughs> like it's just it's. I love that side of Thor, just that kind of playful. Um, he is a god among these uh, Earth people. But, uh, yeah, I think that covers the film. Do we have any final thoughts on it before we move to our rankings? Uh, if you don't mind, I just want to... Oh, go. Sorry, Sean, you go first. You're no, 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 no. Go, Jake. Go, Jake. Okay, because no, no. I just want to... Because there are some more notes I have. Just, I just want to oh, okay. get through. Yeah. 
just want to get through. Sure. That one, I, I what what's that's me when they're showing all those overhead shots of Asgard to introduce it. It just feels so much less lived in than Wakanda did. Like, yes, I it, couldn't help yeah. but think of it after seeing Black Panther. Yes. Like I won't just, and I think I asked for it after the first Thor and on the pod. Show me a scene with people like kids playing in the street and someone buying something from a store. Like that's all I need. Right. But all we get mm-hmm, to see is mm-hmm. just the palace and then, like, people training. It's like, okay, this still doesn't feel real. Um, right. I have dark elf masks look mad corny, which I stand by. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> For the second consecutive Thor movie, we exclusively see Heimdall being bad at his job. He both misses so that ship and betrays his king <laughs> again. Uh, yes. And then, but the most important thing. Is that, and I have to admire it because he is an Academy Award winning actor. He's a Shakespeare legend, so people don't realize it. But this is part of a run that Anthony Hopkins is on one of the greatest runs of keep getting them checks in the history of filmmaking. (laughs) He has been getting checks since like two, he's been getting so, like, it's unbelievable. Like, people forget he did the the fifth Transformers. Like, he is yeah, getting that's them right. checks. He's uh, getting them checks. You saw that movie, Jake? No, I did not. I didn't <laughs> I know he's in it. it. I actually didn't see it. But he is a keep-getting-them-checks Hall of Famer, and I think he deserves to do. Because while this movie is obviously not as bad as the fifth Transformers, I presume, his dialogue <laughs> in this movie is almost is one of my least favorite parts of it like he just it's so bad and he and you know he's like i don't even give a single shit what this means the, if the yeah. check clears i'm here yeah um before you guys just because you mentioned it i do have the note odin unappreciative father lulls it just he picks whatever random emotion for the scene i don't even think he necessarily reads the script or the context of the story at any point and just acts whatever way he wants in it he just all over the place in this to the point where it's actually kind of hilarious the check is gonna clear checks checks clear checks clear um uh anthony yes (laughs) any final thought like anthony sean sean you wanted to say something uh yeah i just i just had two um okay the 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 whole loki loki is good and then he turns on thor and then now Mm -hmm. he's back to being bad and then no he's good at the end so it's, it's a storyline that happens in one two and three and uh, we see uh in the trailer for the infinity wars he is with the um he is with Thanos' group of bad guys mm-hmm. so again is this the same story are we going to see this story i would like to not i would like him to either choose good or bad and i think in the the movie i think he's just up, bad Really? Yeah. Oh, I have a prediction yeah. on how that's gonna go. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, uh, that's, that's not gonna be good one. for him. Yeah, yeah <laughs> well, 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 we we have a yeah. segment ahead for us so, that we could talk yeah. about in a bit. Yeah. So we'll we'll save yeah. it for that. But um, Anthony, and, any final thoughts? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go, Sean, okay. uh, you have something else? One more is I I, I really like the post credit scene, and I'm okay. wondering how uh, post Thanos is the collector going to be not the next bad guy, but is he going to be that secondary bad guy because he's also trying. He I think the most he gets is in his possession, just having the two with mm-hmm. um, with the Guardians of the Galaxy and then having the ether at the end of course. So I, I really enjoyed that post-credit scene. And I, I think, you know, in rankings of post-credit scenes, it's up there with, with one of the cool ones. Yeah, it does a good service to the universe and the building of that, for sure. Um, Anthony. All right, so... So to Sean's point, I enjoyed the post-credit scene with the Collector. That was pretty dope. Um, but also the end end credit scene, and I should have added this in problems in the film. What are they gonna do with that damn monster? That damn monster's just, <laughs> just uh, that damn monster's yeah. uh, flying around or or whatever. But nonetheless, I'll it, tell you one thing: just a, no Avengers Shield is gonna help out with that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> sure. Just and it's just a reminder that this was the movie that we had to get through, and by God, we got through it. Woo! We got through it. Um, my one thing that I like the last note I have on here. Yeah. Uh, super dramatic scene really drives the whole plot of it. All of Loki's uh, um, intent and uh, determination. But how long did we know the mother for? How long? Oh, like yeah. how many scenes did we really have with her to be that invested in her death? Very few. I, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, yeah, very that's, few. Um, yeah, that's all. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's that movie. Um, 
I honestly let's do the rankings real quick. Yeah, congratulations to all of us getting through it. I, just before we get into the rankings, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sean again, solid a solid dude as oh. any. Well, thank for you. being along. But anyway, let's get into our rankings. Um, we're, we're a little divided among the hosts right now in terms of what we have. Uh, but I guess, is it safe to say Thor is on the lower end? Maybe we can just say where, how far or below, or do we want to break down our full rankings at this point? I think we can just say where it is in relation. I think, yeah. And I actually think we're all going to be in the same page. For me, I'll just start. It's mm-hmm. uh, above Incredible Hulk. I mean, yeah, above Incredible Hulk, below Iron Man 2. Same, same here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> same here. Uh, Sean, overall, how does uh, Thor Dark World rank for you? It, it, it for me, um, do you want me to just list off my rankings? Sure. I Go. know I... Okay. Are you, so, is this uh, for everything, every movie so this far? Is, uh, so in Thor, uh, it's obviously third in the Thor lineage, obviously being Ragnarok Rock 1, the original right. Thor 2. And oh, then I like this. Dark okay. World the dark world being in a very, very, very far three. But overall, I mean, my I, I didn't get a chance to say all these, but uh-huh. my movie rankings might shock somebody, uh, shock some people at the top. I have number one, Guardians, the first Guardians. Mm. Okay. Two is, okay. Two is Black I, Panther. I, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Yeah. Two is yeah. Black Panther. Three is Civil War. Four, Ragnarok. Five, Age of Ultron. Six, Ant-Man. Seven, Spider-Man Homecoming. Eight, Guardians Volume 2. Nine, Iron Man, the first one. Ten, the Winter Soldier. Eleven, Iron Man. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am an Iron Man two fan. I am. Whoa! I, I can't like wait it. till we Whoa. get. Whoa! Sean, you, know, Sean, you have I to am. repeat these rankings when we do this again on our next pod, so, just because we have yeah. to have a talk about this with Anthony. This is great. I am. I am an Iron Man two fan. I really am. Then after that, Doctor Strange, the original Avengers, Iron Man three, the original Cap, the original Four, the Dark World, and the Incredible Hulk. The original Avengers is pretty low on that list. It's it. What's so happening? I mean, here? We're, we're, we're not. Um, sorry. I said, what's happening here? What is what's happening? happening here? <laughs> it's, it's my personal, you know, Marvel movie rank. I told, I said on the front that it's probably going to make people mad listening to this, but that's just the way I I'm see not it. Mad. In my- this Sean, is, this is great. Sean, we need I, this. I can tell you, Anthony is on scrambling right now, trying to find Amtrak tickets up to the up, up to Connecticut <laughs> right now. He's, I, I'm mystified. I'm really mystified. Um, wow. Okay. He's canceling his ESPN Insider subscription. He's just, <laughs> he's he's out. He's out. If this is the kind of hard hitting analysis that he's going to get, he doesn't want any of that smoke. Ooh, I have a, wow. And I thought the Iron Man three talk would get me upset. Woo. <laughs> yeah, you, you you were very tame about that. Um, sorry, Sean. Where did you have Iron Man three in terms of your let's say your Iron Man rankings? How do they go? Uh, mine goes in order. It goes my okay. number one, the original number two okay. is number two, and then three being three. And okay, again, we aren't, okay. we aren't we okay. aren't doing this as Iron Man is also in Civil War, and he's also in like I don't no 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 no, no we're ca- not ca- yeah. that's a Captain America yeah. movie okay, yeah exactly yeah oh, okay yeah. all right okay this is um it's great uh well I mean for those of you who are who have been great enough to stick with us through this pod. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, appreciate you. Really appreciate y'all. Um, just know that appreciate I really did you. watch the movie for you, so this is this is our mutual <laughs> gift <laughs> to each other. Um, there was a big moment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in this past week. We got ourselves a trailer, yeah, for Avengers: Infinity what? War. <laughs> um, so before we go into any specifics about it, I just want to hear everyone's first reaction to it. So let's start with Jake. What was your first reaction when you saw it? I I actually broke a rule I have because I have a rule. Yeah, you normally don't I watch. Try, right? That's right, I try watch. to never watch trailers for movies I already know I'm gonna see because I mm-hmm. don't like things spoiled. Oh. But I knew we'd be, we'd wa- talk about it on the pod, so I was a good soldier and I uh, watched it. Thank you, sir. Um, Appreciate you, sir. My reaction is just it seems like it's gonna be. Uh, uh, like I'm excited. I'm all the cheesy moments with people meeting each other. That's all for me. It's uh, oh yeah. That's why oh, yeah. I live for. Um, obviously. Um, my older brother, who's not a big fan of Marvel movies, did say jokingly <laughs> say to me of because uh, he she tries to you know as older brothers do try to take me down a peg was like do you think that like that movie might be like really good but like no one's gonna care because Thanos looks so stupid and I do <laughs> he is he's not wrong that is something I noticed I'm like wow. I, I like the VMS villain, but he looks like 
really he good. looks really cool in the armor i gotta say but when i, I saw his him face walking just through... looks so silly but those honestly that's okay. my reactions beyond that <laughs> i really don't have anything that. else that's it i i uh, i thought it was okay. cool it made me excited <laughs> all right all right um all right anthony yeah you have the floor oh well well listen man i'm just i'm very excited i i, I was very pleased i know after the first they uh put out back in november uh-huh. i know people have been dying for the second one so uh-huh. like it's funny because like initially i didn't watch it w- when it came out because i was so busy trying to get tickets for the first uh the first night because it's like i don't want to be spoiled on this movie at all i mm-hmm. so so i'm gonna go that thursday night but nonetheless the trailer was amazing um there are just so many cool nods to Infinity Gauntlet with the uh, with uh, Gamora snapping of the fingers like uh, Thanos does in Infinity Gauntlet. Um, the the shot of Captain America going head to head with Thanos at the end was another oh great God. nod to Infinity oh. Gauntlet. So That's like a great new hair, by the way, just for the record, uh, since we've never talked about it yet, like <laughs> really digging the new Captain America look, to be honest. Yeah, and the, oh, that yeah. Um, Iron Man's uh, new suit looks dope uh, with oh, the yeah. extra propulsion rocket uh, rockets yeah. uh, on his feet. I gotta so, figure out what product Tony Stark uses. That is like holds up. That's crazy. And the Wakanda, that big fight scene looks like it's going to be tremendous. So there's yes. just so many. Yes. There's, there's just so many things about it that in just a two minutes and eighteen or nineteen seconds that you could get out of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say I'll save any like predictions and stuff for when we do the pre-pod before before the movie comes out. But yeah, Sounds it was good. just a great. Sean's trailer. definitely got to come back for that because oh, he, it, he he clearly has established his knowledge of the universe, which far exceeds at least Jake. I, and I think it's yeah, I think it's safe to say that the answer of who's invited to the pre-pod is basically like everyone we've ever had on and more. Like that's it's gonna be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it will, it will that, be like, the Jake Avengers and I were just, assembling. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly uh, yes, that. Yes. Um, it's gonna be Jake and I just sitting and taking notes now. Like, oh, that's an interesting point. Yep. We'll have to look into this. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sean, how did you feel? It was amazing. It was. I I get so involved in rewatching these movies and taking notes that when I see it come together in two minutes and all of my, um, all of my, you know, thoughts of what might happen, mm-hmm. some did happen. It, it's it's awesome seeing. Spider-Man, uh, well, the, the first to get to the first trailer, seeing his arm hair, uh, spider senses going up, oh, then seeing him put on his mask, sweeping, uh, swiping yeah. underneath the bridge, seeing him mm-hmm. on whatever that device is that Thanos mm-hmm. brings to Earth, seeing uh, the, the look of fear that uh, the Vision has in his eye when he when they said the, the, the we have what he likes or we have what he wants in uh, the, the Soul Stone and the Mind Stone. Uh, there's like mm-hmm. a look of fear that uh, the vision has is of what what is that exactly going to happen with me? And there was mm-hmm. so much going on. You saw the you saw Thor being held like a grape in Thanos's hand, like his head. Oh. Like oh yeah, that's right. Th- that just shows the size and magnitude and strength that Thanos has to hold the God of Thunder like he is a two year old child in his hand. Then you see doc- the, the whole Doctor Strange torture, and then the the, the Round it all out. Then you have the then you have the levity of. I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. And then you're like, <laughs> yes, because oh. it's like, it goes to Doctor Strange. It's, what? Who are you? My name is uh, Strange. Okay. Yes. It, no, Doctor Stephen Strange. And it's it, perfect. It's, it, it, it's, it was such a good trailer. I'm so excited, and I cannot wait to get my tickets because. It's going. It's going to be an awesome movie. It's already breaking all kinds of records. I don't think it will break Black Panther's records initially, mm-hmm. but it will eventually get there. Because uh, mm-hmm. isn't the cultural movie that most people will go out to see? Because you, you're not going to have the celebrities buying tickets to have kids in you know in a city Chicago go see Infinity War. But it's going to do great, and it's good. More trailers. I, I, I do find it interesting that uh, that Jake has the. I'm not going to see a trailer for a movie I'm going to see. That's interesting because I've never thought of that because I've always, I've always been a guy that Super Bowl Sunday, I look forward to the trailer uh-huh. for all these movies because uh-huh. I want to be excited going throughout I mean, the year to 
the new Star Wars to the new Marvel, all that stuff. It's I don't do it. Um, well, one, I don't like avoid it. It's not I don't like run out of the room if it comes <laughs> on. It's like it's just like uh, it's. It, I'm glad you brought up Star Wars because it. For, I first started that rule with the Force Awakens, where it's like it's fucking Star Wars. I'm gonna see it. Like yeah, I, yeah, I, I get that. And, and yeah. honestly, I've just had too many things spoiled in the trailers, and uh, like I also I felt burnt when I saw the TV on. We talked about it uh, on I forget which pod that we I kind of it sucked when you saw the Hulk on the Ragnarok trailer because I right, would have right, liked right. that. We better. talked about that in Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, so Zach uh, Harper had mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. It's not a hard. It's not a super. I wouldn't. It's just a personal rule. But yeah. Uh, yeah, um, anyone else have thoughts, or can we, uh, wrap this up? Uh, about yeah. The second one. Oh, oh, dodge oh, wrong, um, sorry. Just, no, no, all good, man. Uh, I remember, um, I mentioned to you guys that, uh, this weekend I had gone away for work, but while I was waiting with, uh, my coworkers, I got the tweet that it just came out, and I watched it, and then, um, we were in the middle of a conversation, I basically just left, I was sitting among them, and I just stopped talking to everyone, and watched it on my own. <laughs> sitting there on my phone and then when it stopped i just sat in silence for about 30 seconds until someone asked if i was okay like that that's basically what happened i uh, it's it's so good it's such a good trailer <laughs> and marvel does that thing where they give you awesome trailer and then they show all the cast and everything and then you know there's like you already know there's going to be something tagged on at the end and it gets me basically every time and yeah. that, and thank you, Sean, for pointing out that Spider-Man Doctor Strange scene, just beautiful. I Spider-Man is my favorite character, and I'm so happy he's in the universe. And he just Tom Holland nails it. They just nail that character mm-hmm. so perfectly. Yeah. And just to have that, and then followed by just him web slinging through whatever the hell that yeah. is. Ah, oh, I'm so oh. hyped. Just yeah. so hyped. Well, anyway, another another very funny part of the trailer is when it's Rocket and Thor. But by the way, I'm super excited about them meeting up. And then mm-hmm. in the background, you see teenage group on his phone. I'm like, yep, that that's because you think typical typical teenage. And it's funny because it, it yes. draws back to the post credit scenes in Guardians two, and it's it it's it's the entire universe coming together in this mm-hmm. all out war for the fate of the world and the fate of the universe and it's just it, it's not and it, it's not real and it feels so mm-hmm. real at so the same fantastic. time it's just you're so um, excited one question just because uh y- you and anthony are are marvel experts uh the doctor strange scene where it looks like he's being tortured over there um is he watching thor the dark world is he forced to watch it too there is that what's going on <laughs> i think actually look closely yeah you see the little dart daggers in his eyes right. and it's pulling his eyes backwards yes, so it's, it's very yeah, clockwork it's, orange it's, it's clock, it must yeah, be that i was about to say it must be clockwork art yeah so, that yeah, actually I, that that doctor strange torture scene is a nod to the adaptation of um infinity which okay. uh, came out in 2013. It was a similar, which is what this this movie is actually going to be uh, partly based off of where okay. uh, Doctor Strange is turned, it was basically used as a pawn by one of uh, Thanos' uh, Black Order, which uh, we will see in the movie. So I'm guessing that's what yeah. is going to happen uh, okay. in Infinity War. All right. Well, corny jokes aside, yes. um, I think this wraps up everything for our there we go. World podcast. <laughs> Uh, thank you, everyone, for sticking it through with us. Um, thank you, all you fine gentlemen on this, and Sean especially, for agreeing uh, to do this as well. Um, your knowledge and uh, insight has been more than appreciated. Uh, oh, guys, it's been my pleasure. It's been guys, my pleasure. On, on to bigger and better things. <laughs> we'll <laughs> see you at the next episode. Wait, wait, promotions? Do we not promote stuff? Oh, right. Although we're yes. still going to stay on a call. Oh, let's make it quick because we I want to get started on the next one. Uh, you Pretty can listen sure. to my other podcast, uh, Sorted History. Uh, the network it was on may have died, but it is still alive. And it uh, its relationship with the Count the Dings network is TBD, but uh, it's it's on it in some capacity. Um, yeah, listen to that. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at the J Christie. Okay, that's it. Yes, thank you. Uh, Anthony? AC Spotlight 95. Twitter. Um, I actually have a poem up on countthedings.com for the launch of the site. 
Um, an amazing it's good. poem. It's good. Poem. It's really good. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. So if you are any any of the fans of Count the Dings Network want to check that out, go ahead and check it out. And uh, appreciate you all for listening to Marvel Cinematic University, as always. Yes. Um, also selfish. Buy it. Yeah, oh, buy it. good well, job. Good yes. job there. Missed that one. <laughs> um, it's because you're so unselfish. Uh, Sean, <laughs> what do you have to promote? Uh, well, I, I will be... Uh, doing a lot of replay work for the NBA playoffs and soon to be MLB regular season. So I usually nice. tweet out what games I'm out. Uh, you can follow me online uh, on Twitter at Sean, S-E-A-N underscore ESPN. I know very, you know, standard, standard practice for most ESPNers, but I don't, I'm, I'm not on a podcast. I, I, I don't do much other uh, than this episode and the episodes leading forward with y'all. So if y'all enjoy my work, Audio-wise, watch ESPN, and maybe you'll see some of my work. All right. And uh, finally, you can find me at Black Dragon Roll. Clearly in a rush to get out of this pod. Uh, but thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, now we can uh, end this record. We're good. Peace. <laughs>